What's up, you guys? Welcome to the December 15th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to talk a little Thursday recap, a little bit of Friday preview, and Jonas Nader's calm. We had some technical difficulties, so I'm by myself today. And yeah, we're just going to kind of go over what we saw last night, and then also Jonas's calm was the roundtable as usual. And we had a weird take. We'll talk about that first. It was basically teams that we don't want to build off of. And pretty much, so basically, if we had to take a team that were, you know, didn't want to draft, or worst case, if we had to pick an opponent and say, hey, you only get players in this team, then that's where you would start. And so, I mean, number one was real easy. Number one's the Kings. Um, their guys are on the shortest leashes. There's, I call it a seesaw, where... Like, Bogdan goes off, Buddy Heald's terrible. Buddy Heald goes off, Bogdan's terrible. There was an injury last night we're going to talk about in a little bit. But it's just so hard for guys night in, night out, besides Zebo to produce. And we hate that. We hate guys. DFS, we don't mind, you know, because we could just like, oh, yeah, I'm out this day. But if you're going to own a guy and leave guys on the wire that you want to pick up, you really want to make sure that they're not going through these matchup-based problems all the time. It's just not fun. So I think everyone feels that the Kings were the worst. Uh, I was the lone man on my third team that I put, which is really close, and I almost put them two. That was the Suns. I was surprised nobody else mentioned them uh, among the Rotor World brethren. But yeah, three centers, two spots, rotating. Again, for DFS, we don't mind, because we know that Chandler's going to sit one day, Monroe's going to sit another day, and then Len's going to sit another day. It's probably going to be Alex Len today. So, or the next game. Uh, so, we don't mind that in DFS, but we mind that in season long, where you're going from a three-game week with Alex Len to a two-game week, you know, a fourth, and then if it's two, he's useless for you. And it's not fun. Um, Monroe, also, you're cutting his value pretty much in a third of it off because he's off one game out of three. Chandler's just not even worth rostering because he's not good enough to begin with. So... I hate that. Guys are on short leases. Point guard position battles every every game. Um, same with power forward. We don't know if it's going to be Jared Dudley or Josh Jackson. Not so much now. Or Dragan Bender or Marquise Chris closing out. It's just short leashes, man. They're not fun. And with Devin Booker out, we saw Troy Daniels go off for a career high in the last one. Seven threes. Multiple games with seven threes. Um, in in the season and Chaiwuyuas, Mike Jane, it's just it's just not fun. And then a lot of us also picked the Grizzlies for a similar situation. They can't win a game right now. They're what sixteen of their last seventeen are losses. They're last in or they were last in the West before last night. And yeah, it's just not fun um, for most of those guys. Tyreek Evans is hurt now, so yeah, they're a half a game up. Or down, depending how you look at it. In the last place, they, they have a better record by a half game over the Mavericks, who lost last night. Good game. Pretty good game last night from them. So, um, yeah, the Grizzlies are just, ugh, uh, not good. And then some people pick the Knicks. And another bad news. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I don't think you could pick the Knicks. I didn't pick the Knicks. I wasn't even really considering them just because KP is just so, so good. Again, hurt last night, but yeah, not not fun. So uh, Hardaway Jr. is also hurt. Nia Kina hasn't been very good. Courtney Lee's also been really good. And then also Ryan had mentioned the Nets, 
which again, it's a value factory, but it's kind of a rotating value. You got to like it's for DFS too. But really, Rondé is pretty rock solid. Spencer Dinwiddie both had career highs last night, um, which we'll talk about. But yeah, that's I, I'm fine. Like they're gonna sit out games. That kind of stinks. So they got to stay healthy. So I think they're in the bottom seven or eight. But I don't think they're in the top three or four for me. And yeah, I mean, I think that's that's kind of it. Um, really. So, yeah, check out the column. And, yeah, other people mentioned the Grizzlies, the Bulls, which is also kind of common common here. They're going to sit, guys. It's pretty much just tanking teams. We don't want to mess with all that stuff. And then also the Mavericks, too. They were thrown in there. Uh, DSJ is missing a bunch of games. He was playing through that. When, when we heard that, well, I think it was last Wednesday, he said... You know, I'm playing through this thing with pain, and like you hear that, you're like, yep, see ya. I'm not going to see you for a few games, given where they are in the standings and really what their plan is now. So, yeah, they're definitely up there. I'd probably put them fourth. Um, and again, DSJ's been pretty bad. Um, I think he's still a buy-low candidate, especially now. Uh, his value really can't be any lower than it is. And... Yeah, the usage rate's there. It's just the efficiency is bad. Um, we know this. We knew they were going to be slow starters. Like if you drafted him and you expected him to be like a Ben Simmons or uh, really, I guess Donovan Mitchell, um, then you know you're mistaken. To be clear, I would easily take Donovan Mitchell over DSJ and not think twice about it. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Thursday. And again, big news of the day: injuries. Chris Porzingis, knee soreness. Called the knee unstable, was walking around. Sounds pretty encouraging. Wasn't as scary as the ankle injury with Justice Winslow last week, whatever it was. And, yeah, he's going to be probably game time for the big game of the day on Saturday that's hosting Carmelo Anthony's Thunder. So, so you'd think that he plays, right? So we'll see. Obviously... The Knicks would they're they're not going to pull the Embiid move last year, where Embiid really wanted to play against the Rockets on January twenty eighth, twenty seventh, whatever it was, and he was hurt and he was playing with an injury that he sustained against the Blazers a few games ago. Like that's not going to happen, man. So um, yeah, again, he'll be game time. We know the deal. We've seen Chris Tass miss games. Pretty much means Michael Beasley's. You're going to play him in DFS, possibly stream him. And helps Cantor, helps Courtney Lee. They're going to probably have to bring Lance Thomas up a little bit more. Um, they did Also, it's important to note, they did roll Wancho at power forward at times. So he's a possible beneficiary. I don't know if you would run him out there in this matchup against the, the Thunder, who are going to space out and you know not go double big. But you know they, they could. Um, the, their bench is pretty small, too, especially with Pat Patterson's space on the floor as well. So... Not quite a Wancho game, I don't think. But, yeah, keep an eye on Beasley, obviously. And then really the other big news, I thought, which is kind of a a trend over the last four or five games, has been Cat, baby, our boy. And we talked about this last week. I I was Mr. Highman on Cat being the – I said he was number three if we were drafting today. And a lot of people were low. A lot of people were like eight, seven. I, I don't get that personally. And man, he's looking he's looking awesome. He's looking like the cat we thought we were drafting. Last four, 25 points, 13 and a half boards, 3.8 assists, 2.5 steals, 3.0 blocks, 
1.03s, 59% from the field, and 73.3% from the line. Got to up that. Three turnovers is high. Again, if you're putting up those kind of numbers, who cares? The defense is what really carried him, and that's just, that's just incredible. We're not expecting that. But what we're expecting is offense. We want to see him score 25 a game. And what's important to note here is he hasn't been eye-popping in usage rate. Uh, last four is at 24.4 usage rate. So his scoring per game uh, is outing his usage rate despite playing 40 minutes per game. 66 true shooting. Those numbers resemble post-break. Post-break Cat was a hero last year. 66.8 true shooting, 27.7 usage rate. So he's going off here while Butler's going off. And again, rebounds are going to be there, I think. They're going to play him a ton of minutes. They ran some weird lineups out, out last night, which we're going to talk about in a second. But Cat had a good quote last night. Uh, he was asked about the Joel Embiid Instagram, when he, if, in case you missed it. He made a picture um, talking about trusting the process. Cat responded about the bad picture quality, and Embiid responded, better quality than your defense, <laughs> which was great, and which is really his bugaboo if the NBA experts will rip Cat. And yeah, his defense has been pretty bad. Um, he got ripped apart a couple times last night um, by Frank Mason and a couple other guys. And anyways, Cat had a good quote. He said, quote, I didn't come to play basketball. I came to be an assassin. Love it. And also reminded me, for anyone who's seen Naked Gun, uh, Vincent Ludwig, the the bad guy, he always he asks, uh, do you know who what makes the best assassin? Someone who doesn't know he's an assassin. Uh, so Cat Cat's an assassin now, and he knows it. But uh, that should be fun. Embiid takes on pretty much everyone. Always says it's fun. We know the deal. Like Embiid, just he's just fun, man. He basically has the pro wrestler's style to going about his way through the season. But so yeah, Cat again. I I love Cat. Uh, I think he's gonna be big time DFS season long. Whatever. Obviously season long, you gotta be happy. This guy just never gets hurt. Goes to the locker room like if he yeah he never goes. So we love that. And really the big impact rotation-wise that we saw last night was Marcus Georges Hunt got in the rotation early. First quarter minutes, which was stunning. Uh, he played 17 minutes, and he played well. He was a plus 7. That's fine in 17 minutes. 5 points, 1 assist, 1 board, a 3, 2 or 3. That's who he is. You're not going to like – he's not going to be high usage. Again, they've got three guys who are going to shoot the ball a lot. He's going to be coming off the bench with Crawford and – Gorgie Jang, I want to talk about in a second. But yeah, it's um, Muhammad got the boot. Um, and Tyus Jones still held his minutes. Again, straight 1 2 split, not down the middle. 30 for Teague, 18 for Tyus. But it's inching closer to 20 minutes for him. So he's looking pretty decent. We know the deal there. If Teague misses time, we're pouncing on Tyus Jones. But yeah, he liked his defense. Jimmy Butler said he's going to be in the league for a long time. And that, that shift I mentioned, that when he came on the court, it was with Towns, Tyus Jones, Crawford, and Jang. So, interesting. Very, It reminded me a little bit of the Pelicans, right? Two bigs, Towns, Jang, both predominantly center, with three guys who can play point guard, shooting guard. So, I like that. And again, it worked. So, I think it's going to stick. Obviously, again, you're not using it for DFS, but something to keep an eye on. Uh, and a potential thorn in the side of Jamal Crawford, if you have him in a deep league or something along those lines. 
And they did bring Taj's minutes down because Jang was playing so well. And again, that's very, very noteworthy for Jang. They do want to bring Neymanda Bielitsa back at some point, so that's something to watch and also part of the reason why um, they're, they're searching for answers to, I guess, lighten the load at least a little bit. But they're not lightning towns. Uh, I mean, this guy, night in, night at last night was just a gem. 30 points, 14 boards, 5 assists, 5 blocks, no turnovers, 1 steal, 2 threes, 11-16 from the field. Just a gigantic line from him. Uh, and Wiggins also kind of snapped out of it. He scored 22 points in Andrew Wiggins fashion. No assists, no steals, no blocks. Three threes, nine to 17 from the field. We will definitely work. But he was kind of missing a lot of shots. Um, overall in December, if I look this up real fast, he, he's I think under 40% from the field. Or Yeah, 39.1%. So only 16.4 points. Again, he had that 10-point dud, two dozen lines on that back-to-back. Uh, coming out of two weekends ago. So he's getting better. Two, 20 in a row back-to-back. Again, volume is down a little bit. And this is kind of how I thought it was going to be coming into the preseason. Cat being 25, 26 usage rate. Butler, same. And Jimmy Butler, by the way, is just absolutely insane. Every night he's just, every night he's just so good. Okay, so we mentioned the Kings. Uh, De'Aaron Fox was the other big injury. Sounds minor, but again, Kings, they are not quite openly saying they're tanking a la the Suns are, but it's no secret when you're resting guys frequently, then that's not exactly a priority. So really the pickup here, although he didn't play well, Frank Mason the third, 2 of 11 from the field. The guy's been pretty solid usage. He was actually really efficient coming in to the past four or five days or so. It's cooled off a little, but Mason looks fine. So... Yeah, Trot, uh, I would pick him up in a deeper league. Uh, I have him in a couple, uh, even before this. So now he's kind of 12 team uh, while we wait for Fox to see how much time he's going to miss. Again, no rush to bring him back, obviously. Knee injuries, young players, explosive young players. These things are not good. So this also is going to help Bogdan Bogdanovich, who played 33 minutes while Buddy Heal played 22 minutes. And also Tibbs said his reasoning for playing... MGH was because he wanted to keep an eye on heel. That was kind of a plan for him. So I don't know if it's going to be every game, but again, we love seeing new guys in rotation. That's like kind of what I live for. <laughs> so uh, Cauley Stein was terrible. Um, good game from Cap defensively, right? Uh, after Cauley Stein did some work the last time. Uh, Libisi, I don't. Uh, I'm kind of like Libisi is getting into like Nerwin's Noel territory where. It's just like, why am I stashing this guy? He's he's gonna have I guarantee you he's gonna have one big twenty five point fifteen game. But like, when is it gonna be? Well, I, what was it against the Suns when he dropped twenty eight last year? So that like okay, if the Suns come around and he's starting, you know that, but it's a it's a late game. And also, another thing no one mentioned, I don't think, the Kings don't tip their hand on starting lineups, man. And anybody who reads Roto World and if you're wondering like why the Kings lineups don't come out until if the if the tips at ten thirty and why we won't have a borb about it until like ten thirty, that's because they don't tip it. Um, like for instance, the Heat they they tip it pretty early with on their site. They have a super cool video graphic with their players and names, and it's very annoying when I'm trying to just give me the starting lineup already. The, the Sixers have a cool gif of their 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 starting five when they're ready to announce it. The Warriors are awesome. The Warriors have the Warriors PR account. I love those guys. Nice, clean. Who starts? Both teams 
Last names only. Read it. Takes two seconds to read it. You got your starting lineups. Kings, nah, they don't do that. T Wolves do that. Oh, let's, let's okay. Let's let's dive into this uh, in case you want to get get a glimpse of my world. Um, so I'm going to go through the teams playing tonight. The Clippers are private, but they're actually pretty good. They're semi-late. They're about 20 minutes early. Wizards are pretty good. They're about 35, 40 minutes early. They have a couple good reporters, too, who will tip it. Uh, Candace Buckner is awesome, um, along with their uh, NBC Sports Washington guys are pretty good. The Heat, I mentioned. The Hornets are pretty solid. They have a, one of their better PR accounts as well, a la the Warriors. They'll share their information very, very quickly. Pistons, hit or miss. They have some cool graphics as well. The guys sliding in. The Pacers have a nice picture, which is cool. Uh, not quite as fun as those guys. Thunder have a pretty good beat reporters. The Blazers are cool. Um, they're usually not timely because Terry Stotts, we know he doesn't like to reveal lineups. We know we'll get the listed as starter, listed on lineup sheet, and then the starters. All three could be different, and that has happened before. Okay, uh, I, I'm good, but I, I just wanted to give you guys an idea of what it's like to see starting lineups when we're prepping for news and stuff, and I don't know, it's pretty funny um, what goes on behind the scenes, I guess. This is what happens when I go on solo pods. So, what other King stuff? I mean, it's really nothing else. Um, George Hill's been better, maybe pick him up while he's hot, um, maybe they're boosting his trade value. Come on, and by the way, if you heard that story where he's like, Oh, I, they said we were going to compete. Come on, dude! Like, you can't think that you can't think that they're going to be like hunting for the seven seed or anything. Like, wake up, dude! Like, I don't know. Had I, I don't I don't I'm not going to say anything. So, okay, other stuff from last night. Again, not too much going on. I was kind of sad we didn't get Bobana out there. I got the Bobana and the tailpipe. They made a cool gif on my Twitter. Uh, Ghostface Ilya, revenge game, he was big time. John Collins is back. Pretty solid start. Two fouls, 20 minutes, 7 to 10 shooting. Thought he played pretty well. Definitely grab him. He's the shallow pickup of the day, I would say. Started around, I'll go eat some hay. Give me some pay by the bay. Yeah, so Pumley's going to go bye-bye soon. I think Kavanaugh's going to sneak up there. But Collins will start, I would say, the next game. Again, look fine. Bembry... A little disappointing lately, but it's still a decent late round. Whole minutes should be fine. Should be up to 24 in a month or so, which is pretty decent for a team that's going to have to have someone score the ball. So, um, Pistons. Reggie Bullock's kind of got it going, I guess. I, I guess going to keep him going. I thought Eric Moreland had one of his better games. I believe it was career high and rebounds. Career high and dimes for Drummond, by the way. He made some awesome passes. He had a nice backdoor cut pass to Bullock. That's one of my favorite plays top of the key pass bounce pass through defense to a backdoor cutter beautiful pass so uh, big fan there Avery Bradley playing better uh Stan Van Gundy by the way said Avery Bradley deserves all-star consideration tell that to his fantasy owners they they will be all over that because Bradley's been disappointing I still believe by the way if you missed the past couple pods Lakers and Cavs I mean triple double we don't need really need to talk about that I guess and yeah, Lakers are Lakers. Kuzma's going to score a bunch. No defensive stats. Pretty much typical line. Ball's playing better. We'd like to see that. Turnovers were high. Ingram's been hot. Um, 10 of 15. He had one of his best games of the year. 40 minutes. So, again, he hasn't really seen fantasy value for season long. But 
the signs are starting to come there. So I, it's not like party time yet, as I like to say. But, you know, he should start being a top 100-ish player once he starts making shots. Maybe more. If he really makes his shots, then, yeah, he looks great. Um, I think Larry Nance had eight boards in the first quarter. And then really not much else finished with 6-12 and 12 and two steals. So, And Julius Randle chugging along as the backup. Him and Brooke Lopez. Um, again, matchup dependent for Lopez. If they're going to go up against bigger teams, Lopez is all right. Um, if they're going against better teams as well, not as good. His win-loss splits are pretty big. Like when they're losing games, there's a pretty, I think it's like a four-minute difference per game um, in his playing time, which makes sense. Uh, Dallas, not much there. Again, Yogi Ferrell and Berea kind of splitting. Um Beret is probably the higher floor guy. Farrell can get hot. We kind of know the drill there. Dwight Powell's been okay. Um, again, he's going to be 20, 20 to 25 minutes, depending on the matchup. Big men are scarce. Talked about this in the last pod, too. So I don't hate him. I have a him in a couple teams. So uh, Jordan Bell was almost on pace for a triple-double. Finished pretty strong. 8.6 boards, 8 assists, 2 steals, 4 or 5 from the field. In just 24 minutes, we know the deal. He is one of the better stashes, and he's holding value right now. He's I mean, eight eight assists in 24 minutes, man, from from the center spot. That guy is just golden. Durant's a stud, like no one else has needed there. All right, so today, Aaron Gord's back. Mentioned in the last pod, he has five or six concussions in his career. Uh, so it sounds like he's going to be okay. Jokic is back. We saw Malone say, okay, your ankle, the, the medical staff gave you the okay. I did not. I don't think you're ready to go. So that's something to keep an eye on. Got some rest today. Damari Carroll going to rest. Crab been dinged up. Going to be questionable. So this could be the sauce game. We could finally see Stauskas. We also could see Okafor because... Carroll does play some four, so maybe they slide AC over a little bit. Um, yeah, let's keep an eye on that. You're not going to play him in DFS. But uh, Milos also getting a day off, so that's no fun. Uh, they are hurting, by the way. So we're going to see CJ Williams and Darius Thornwell, Jawan Evans, um, probably Decker. They called up Bryce Johnson today. Also, by the way, Isaiah Whitehead got called up today, so that's a possibility. They could slide Levert over and play Whitehead, which is I think actually makes sense um, if Crab doesn't play. It's kind of, so that would probably be the plan. They'd probably slide Levert over, possibly start him. So if he starts, Levert's probably got 30 minutes um, while Whitehead mixes in there. And if Whitehead stinks, then they'll go with him again. So, so I think that's good. Pretty good solo pod. Hope this helps. Um, Justice Winslow's MRI is clean, so hasn't really been playing well. Um, apparently hurt himself a few games ago, played through it, wasn't there, and they pulled him, didn't play in the second half. Miami went with basically a seven-man rotation in the second half, so that's something to watch. That's because Tyler Johnson didn't play. So they're a team that loves to go small. They sure do, right? So they may go with a Bam Olenek 4-5 uh, or they could even go super small uh, with Josh Richardson at the four or something like that. Richardson played great defense on Lillard until late in the game. So, you know, against a team like Charlotte, Marvin Williams isn't your typical four. So, 
we know Spolster, man. He's not afraid to mix it up. Um, Noah Curl White in the cupboard. Uh, still, uh, just they're just shorthanded right now. So they may play Jordan Mickey, who played mostly center. He may be in the, an option. And he may even start, man, just because we know that. He's not afraid to dilute his first unit to strengthen the second unit. So if you see James Johnson come off the bench today, don't freak. He'll probably still be pretty good. All right, so we're going to get out of here on that. You guys enjoy your weekend. And Matt Strope and I will be back tomorrow. Take care.